0: This is your host, Sam Jarocki from J-Rock Lone Care and Gardening, speaking about all things loan care, garden related, and business-wise, whether you do this at home for a bit of fun or if you're trying to break into the business, sit tight and enjoy the podcast. This episode is brought to you by Total Loan. Total Loan provides scientifically engineered loan care products to homeowners, hobbyists, and loan care professionals. The range of fertilisers and biostimulants will keep your loan looking lush, green and moss-free all year round. I use Total Loan products for my customers and on my own loan and I think you should too. The team at Total Loan put quality above anything else when they're producing their loan feeds. They use ingredients that are rarely if ever used by their competitors to give you the best loan possible. Try Total Loan today at totalloan.co.uk and use code JROCKLOANECARE at the checkout to receive 10% off your whole order. Total Loan are so confident in their products that you can use them on your loan, and if you're not happy with the results, you can get in touch with them up to 90 days later for a full refund. Go to totalloan.co.uk and transform your loan. Hello everyone, and welcome back to another j Lawn Loan Care and Gardening podcast. Here I am, your host, Sam Drocky. In this week's episode, we are talking different types of loans, and it is episode number 52. Right, so the reason why I'm talking about this today is basically, you know, I was out there moaning a the day, you know, at some regular clients' houses and I just thought like after each loan, I was like, these are so different and I don't know why it hit me and I I don't know really why it's it's stuck in my head really, but it was just the different types of loans that you end up coming across and it's quite often we get stuck into this, this the categories basically of domestic and commercial so is it a commercial property that's got grass out front of the house and, you know, these are the areas like open spaces, things like that that you're taking care of? Or is it just a domestic house where, you know, someone lives there, it's got a front and back lawn, standard practice. But really when you dive into it, and this is more into the, if you're going to split them into two, the the domestic set, uh, sector here is where we're looking at your, your standard client more than likely where, you know, they live at that house or it might be a holiday house. And you're servicing them loans and we're gonna jump into that because there's just so many. You know, there's so many and I'm gonna name a few just a few on this podcast here, but it is it just hits me that, you know, even though you might have certain equipment or you set yourself up as a standard, and don't get me wrong, you can use the same bit of kit, you know, ninety-five percent of your loans, but when you're you're starting out and you're just in grass cutting or if you cut your family's houses and you do this as a hobby, however it might be how you might come in different ones and want to use different types of moors for different types of loans. Before we go into all that, I just want to thank the guys last week that invited us down to Total Loan HQ, Carlos and Josh who run the company down there and, you know, really pass on my thanks. I did mention that I wanted to push out a lot more content about it through things like Instagram and really the day just flew by. You know, there was a couple of times where we actually stopped and we were like, look, should we get some content of this? Because, you know, what we were talking about there was absolutely gold and although I can't fully talk about everything that they're doing just yet and another product or two that is going to be coming out, that's going to help everyone, you know, from the homeowner to to the professional. There's going to be products out there that really, let's say, fill in some gaps of what you're going to be for your loan care routines is probably the better way to put it. And we were really, I just want to push this across and it's not a gloating thing or trying to, you know, any form of showing off or anything like that. But it's more just to, to you know, I, I try and give straight up reviews and tell everyone, all the listeners, exactly how it is and who we're dealing with and things like that. And they treat us like kings down there. It was, you know, we got put up in a great hotel. It was a expenses paid trip uh, planned by Total Lawn. Myself and Mike Day had the absolute honour and pleasure to go down there and, you know, talk through some things and through some ideas for the future, as well as them showing us around, as well as them taking us out on a couple of meals and having a few bevvies together. And again, what the part I never realised about this is although the community is so very strong to everyone that's listening right now, whether in the UK, abroad, wherever it might be, the community is so strong online and everyone is really there to help each other out, pass advice, you know, point people in the right direction, that sort of thing, but when you meet up with some of these companies, you know, like Turtle Loan, and they look after you the way that they did, it's really, it goes to show how much they care and it's, you know, everything through use anyone that's used their products and when you get pushed across to them, they're there to answer your questions, you know, you get a personalised note and any orders that you sort of put through and the follow-up services, you know, and one thing that you know, no no one's touched on yet, no one's sort of flagged is that it's a money-back guarantee if you're not happy, you know, and I'm, I realize some people might skip this advert at the start, and I don't want this to take the whole podcast, but, you know, you've got 90 days, so you you put down a product on your loan, and you're not happy with the result of it, you've got three months to turn around and say, you know, I've given that as much time as need, needs be, and I'm not happy with the result of it and you know not one person has flagged that up yet and uh challenged that system and you know try to get the money back Well, you know they they said when we were down there we are more than happy to you know if someone isn't happy is to just refund the whole cost of you know of the order and that it's testimony testimony to the type of products they're pushing out so i just want to touch on that because obviously last week was the podcast when we were down there total lawn in their warehouse where they you know palletize everything whether put everything in their bags, you know, the whole production setup. That's also where they've got the podcasting studio. So when it came to it, me and me, and Mike were invited in to sort of do this podcast together. And you might have seen a couple of the funny clips that they put up. As far as I'm aware, there's been quite a few years asking about the live video. You know, kind of, just to jump out a couple of names here, kind of like yeah, Joe Rogan and Logan Paul, how you see them doing actual video clips of their podcasts. As far as I'm aware, that's not up yet, but, you know, it'll be worth watching when it is because we had a good laugh on it, and I I believe them being the way they are, they'll, uh, in the nicest way possible, they'll put up the unedited clip. So, it's a a bit different to how I normally run these podcasts, but, you know, it was a really good laugh. So, thanks again. So, going into this with uh, different types of loans, the reason I'm sort of, the part why I'm talking about this, it isn't, so please don't get... uh, You know, clickbaited on this. We're not talking about like fescue lawns or tall grass or you know a bent grass mixed lawn. You know, it's not talking about grass seed. What I'm talking about is you know between layouts and types of lawns that you come across. So, and it's just a quite random episode where you know the first lawn, for example, you've got basically the home owners you know in love with the lawn. They're a fanatic. Or they've been in a loan care for many years, they might be slightly older, you know, maybe two in a retirement where they're starting to take the foot off the gas a bit and they're going, look, I need a bit of help here. And there you are like pristine loans. Like, you know, the ones I'm on about, like, look out your window. If the chances are, if you love listening to this podcast and you love taking care of your own loan, you know, look out your window. And this is probably, you know, the bottom 5%, I would say of the loans that I actually ever come across. When it comes to servicing and loans, and it it's crazy that there's not more out there. But I suppose that's why we get brought in to services and look after these loans. You know, these bottom five percent ones where they're kept under 50 mil, cut a couple of times a week. They're kept in good, or in this case, probably as a service provider, they cut. You know, once a week at least and um you know they're kept in like pristine value they're happy to take on all your fertilizer all your treatment plans they're happy to have it scarified narrated yearly you know it's kept in good nick and a lot of the time i think there's just not enough of these about because with the mowers that you have now basically anything with a rear roller anything with a rear roller is going to leave a really good finish personally the two that i own is the wee Bang, that a lot of people would have seen for a long time that is the BBC Pro and the 48 centimeter model, and that is fantastic. It leaves such a superior stripe. Uh, you know, a very heavy machine comes in at just under seventy kilograms, but it leaves a very good stripe and it's a very good cut. You know, on lawns like this, it would apps. It's the Instagram picture post, uh, post right? They're the, the Instagram lawns. They're the ones you want, and these are the lawns that are nice and flat. There's not many you know defects to the loan themselves no big dips just nice and smooth you know and these are the loans that when you do come across them what i would completely advise if you're lucky enough to get any of these sort of on portfolio on your file is you know get content with them whether it's going to go on your business page whether it's going to go on google my business whether it's just out there to you know be on your instagram to enjoy and just for other people to see you know get pictures of these even if you're in a rush a quick snap at the end because all of this sort of thing ties into being shown as being professional being shown as being able to do a, like, a complete job from start to finish where it's a nice finish and it looks great especially when it's got that rear roller on these loans are going to look fantastic absolutely so you know then these are the loans that you need because uh, there's so much in, in the bottom of them five percent here These are the loans that you need to focus on that when you do get them, don't just think, oh, I'm cutting a nice loan or, you know, it's a nice colour. Don't need to worry about it. It's just standard now. These are the loans where you need to start looking at your marketing tools. And when you're in this bottom 5%, cutting these loans, getting proof of it and then pushing it back out there. And I think this is a key thing because, like I said, there's not many of them. I mean, you might be in a well-enough area or focus on them certain types of clientele where this is the way or they get you to renovate and they want you to keep on top of it religiously and that is fantastic if they do that. But when you do you need to get that social proof and push it back out there. Kinda of what I'm saying with this bottom five percent here is it's a type of lawn that you need to use that to your benefit. Not only is it easier, probably quicker to cut and it leaves a, a nicer finish at the end because of you know the overall picture but it's something that you just need to Repurpose and use it to your benefit, you know, not just enjoying less time, whatever else, but it needs to be pushed back out there. So, hopefully, in an ideal world, what will happen is other clients or potential clients that come across your Facebook pages, Instagram pages, whatever it might be, will see these loans and they'll go, I want a loan like that, you know, and that's when the upselling comes in because they might. I've had it in the past, they've referenced it. Oh, I actually seen you put a picture up last week and it was of, you know, this large lawn that you did, it, you know, really striped up. It looks great, but this is how mine looks. Like, how do I get from this to that? And when that kind of conversation's having said, you need to not hold back. Don't just be like, oh, I'll come cut it every two weeks and leave a stripe in it. I've got a roller mower. You, you know, you can start with that. But what you need to also say is to get a loan like that, what you actually need to do, they're on a full treatment program. So, you know, my first five treatments per year that I put through, does this, 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 and this? This is how much roughly it would be per month. You know, you can do leave that bit till after. But and you're just trying to you're trying to ease them into the fact, or at least planting the seed as such, to get that idea going. That you know, you don't just get a good loan by you tipping up being the professional. You get a good loan by these services, these extra extra services getting put in there. That makes it a better loan, you know. And it's it's using that to your, to your benefit. I would say the other, and I'm just playing around with percentages here, all these percentages don't actually hold any value. This is just from my experience. But uh the that, I would say maybe 70% of loans are your standard front and back gardens, quite often a new build of some form or, you know, regular sized garden. So you may be looking anywhere from 75 to 200 meters square, rarely probably much more than that. And these are the lawns that are, you know, they might have a dog, they're slightly bumpy, you know, they grow really well just because, you know, the, it's a very hardy kind of, not a not a fine grass that's been put down there, so it really doesn't need much help in looking healthy enough. You know, it's probably got a mixture of weeds, some creeping buttercup, some dandelions in there, you know, and, and daisies. You know, a lot of these lawns are that way inclined, and this probably makes up the other yeah 70 percent like i say of your loans and the the difference with it here is that that you know them five days probably afterwards after you cut that loan especially within the first three it could look nearly just as good by photo and you need to realize that like you can do work jobs on these and you can still make them look very pristine but, what I would say with when it comes to the choice of moors and different things that you might be using is where on that first lawn you might all the time if you had the choice of a ruler more be using it simply because you're gonna get the best finish you know it's lovely and flat, you don't need to worry about anything, but on this you know garden type number two, you're gonna have this uh you know a bit of a bumpier ride, let's call it because you've got for example the one I was at today there's a dog you know i've got a dog my own and i know how much of a nightmare it is when i start digging that has been a, a bane of my life over the last sort of four or five weeks since she started to get this new hobby of digging lawns up and borders and everything else it's been driving me insane quite honestly but this happens and for someone that doesn't care about their their outside area enough they're probably not going to fill in their patches you know do a bit of their own leveling work so that you know it looks nicer after you've been but what this might turn to is you might not actually want to use the roller mower you might want to use something that's just four wheeled one because it's not just banging around and and um you know you might keep that mower just for them nicer gardens i know some people carry a few mowers in the back of the van and they've got different types for you know different gardens and that's absolutely fine but you might want to look at that if you are starting and you, or you have started getting potential customers through, you might want to say, right, well, what else can I add to make either that nicer finish or to, you know, I've got a lot of these types of loans. I might need something like this, you know, whatever that might be, and sort of start implementing that. And it's a it's that realisation of they're not all the same. You, you might just be cutting domestic loans, but there's so many different, you know, types and categories. There's ones with lots of obstacles and, you know, ones that are just open, flat, space you know square area you've got hilly ones you know all these different types of gardens different types of lawns that i'm kind of talking about here and the other thing with it is like when i'm talking about the roller moor and stuff it's kind of a a two-edged sword here and uh or it's like double backed and the reason why i'm saying this or what i'm getting at is i've had quite a few people ask me about the ego moors So, you know, if you've listened to many of my other podcasts, I really rate them. For a battery-operated mower, it collects fantastically. You know, it does all right in the wet. You know, it's not... It doesn't suck it up as well as it does when it's dry. That's kind of obvious, as I'm sure most mowers are kind of like that, but it is absolutely fantastic for what it is. And the main benefit with the Ego mower that I've got, what is the just about 19-inch model, I think it's about 18.5, is the fact that, you can attach and detach a roller. So this is, in my head, a bit of best of both worlds because when you come to these different types of lawns, for example, another one or another subcategory here is ones that grow really fast and ones that don't as much. Now, this can lead to many, there could be many factors of this. It could be an over compact garden, okay? Far too much compaction is going to stunt that growth and it's not going to, you know, grow as much. And you might have ones that are just naturally very fertile ground that it's on they don't take care of it at all. You don't put any fertilizer on it, but yet it grows to you know, 15, 15, 20 each, inches every two weeks. You know, the These things do happen, and you might want a change between the two. So, for example, I'm using that Ego as a, as a sort of a, a daily machine now in the van. It comes out with me all the time, and I love having the roller just bang to one side so that if I want to use it, because it's more of a formal lawn, So anytime when I've renovated a lawn, they'll always get the ruler. No matter what, I'll get the ruler down on it. Just because it leaves a better finish and people put kind of striped loans, you know, to one, uh, inside the same category, let's call it, is my company. You know, all my pictures are striped loans and all the rest of it. So it's always there. I've always got the option to do it. But if I tip up to a property... And it's, you know, like I say, 15, 20 inches high because the weather's been mental or, like I say, just very fertile. Then quite often, if I'm going to do two passes because of this, the the roller doesn't go on. It doesn't need to be that heavy. It sits up a little bit higher naturally because it's not weighing it down at the back. And it's going to collect a little bit better. You're not going to have as much mess. You're not going to get all them fine grass clippings sticking around the edges of the roller. So, anyone that uses a roller mower will know what I'm on about here. You know, it gets stuck around the back of it, and when you turn, it all drops down on the floor. And these are the kind of, the pros and cons when it comes to certain mowers, whereas with this, you just attach it. You know, this roller kit, for example, it comes with, so it's like a, a U-bracket that connects onto the roller, and it hooks around the back bar that, you know, turns with the with the wheels, I believe it is. And... All it does is hook over now what it comes with is these screws so you can tighten it in have it in place awesome but the thing is the roller moves so what i need you to imagine here is you've got a roller you know maybe three inches behind the back wheel whatever it might be now if you lifted them front two wheels up so it's you know it's like doing a headstand imagine right that roller drops down because it, it's a loose loose fit so you know, things like going off curbs or going up curbs, you're kind of scraping it all the way up. Whereas a fixed roller, you can um, you can move it around that, okay? You can put pressure on the wheels and rotate, pivot, whatever. And you don't have that with this, So you've kind of just got to watch what you're, what you're doing with it. But the reason why a lot of times people with the, what I was going on to before, before I got distracted by myself, is people with the fixed rollers one of the things that they do like and why what people's been asking me is going over the sides of like garden beds and you know, you might be cutting right down the edge of the lawn when you've got that fixed roller in place. So this is, you know, goes into the categories of lawns that you might have. If you've got a 400 meter squared garden, you know, pretty large, you know, piece of land for a garden and it's borders around the whole thing. You might want to cut up to that very edge. Now, obviously when you're doing that with a four wheel mo uh, more, the, the risk is, is that if that wheel slips, especially when you've got uh, border lines that are on a slight incline and it, it rolls sort of off to an angle, as soon as one of them wheel drops, you, you, you scalp the lawn right, and it goes down so low that you end up with the, I want to call it the ring of death here, <laughs> Um, it's like the brown ring you get where the blades just really dug into the ground. Now when you've got one of them fixed rollers, you don't need to worry about that because the roller is so heavy and fixed in place, it kind of carries the stability of the rest of the mower, so you can cut right up to the edges. Whereas you know you, it's it's a bit more fiddly to try and get that same cut with a four wheeler. Now the Ego attachable roller, it doesn't hold the weight. Okay, so this is what I've been getting questions on. It 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 fluctuates. So the pro with it is you're going over hills and everything. You know it moves with the ground. It's very, you know it it does well by it. But then when it comes to something like, let's say, a mulching circle around a tree, with the wee bang, I can go straight over straight over the edge, you know, the width of the roller, basically, um, from the edge of the mulch circle, and it will hold that more up. So I can, I can keep that line nice and straight and carry all the way through. Whereas with this one, you still need to treat it as a four-wheeler. So you still need to go, you know, follow the circle of the mulch circle and then join your stripe back together. And it's fine that you know that is fine, but it's another thing to think of when it comes into these two different categories that I've put in there, with your flush lawns that are lovely, neat, and tidy, and the ones that are just a bit more left, should we say? It's you know they've been they've been put to one side a bit more. There's a few dogged dog hole, dug patches, or it's rock solid and it's just not really taken care of. Whatever it might be, there might be a time where you go. What can I do to actually make my life a bit easier here? Or is there something I can do that's going to improve the quality of this type of grass cut? You know, because when it comes to it, actually amazing to kind of put this together here. When I first started, I thought that everyone would love a a cylinder cut, And I was very wrong about that. No one really wanted to pick up on it. And back then, my prices were so so low, I feel, you know, starting cooking. loans and everything like that for for about as little as 15 pound and i know some of you s- still charge that i'm not hating on you here or, or whatever it might be but it, it's it is regardless where you live or whatnot it's a low price to kind of cut unless you've got lots and lots of gardens in a very kind of small area your profit isn't going to be there half as much as someone that can charge 30 35 pound as a minimum and kind of go from there but you just need to kind of weigh them things up and and see kind of what the outcome is. But in this instance, I just thought that, you know, no one's doing it. You don't see anyone sort of, I mean, you, oh, I say you don't see anyone. You see the council going out in these private companies on these bigger commercial areas with your things like your ransoms, you know, cylinder cutting there, big open areas. But you don't see anyone going around cutting domestic lawns with cylinder motors. And what I figured out pretty quickly, if you're like, that's a great idea, is that no one really wants to hire you to cut because weekly to be fair is even a bit on the a bit on the long end of the stick here when it comes to cylinder mowing really twice a week minimum in my opinion when using a cylinder mower but what you're guaranteed with it is, is so much cleaner cut a better finish a better stripe and you know i just seen that there'll be this there somewhere you know someone will want this whether it's the more, you know, well-off clients that want to afford that or people that's after a bit more of a, let's say, a luxury loan care package. And don't get me wrong, this is something that I'm not going to knock off the list at some point. And, you know, I, I can almost promise this. I'm going to do some target mar- uh, target marketing for areas like this. I'm still always going to have a cylinder number for myself and I'll just implement that into the business. And if I do pick someone up that wants that, then even better. But at the moment in time, I think it would be pretty slim, you know, that I'm gonna get a random phone call and someone want that high of a level of package with how my my current sort of demographic as such of type of clients I get. Because one thing that we do know when, you know, how I'm talking about marketing and the rest of it here, is that what you put out is what you're gonna probably get back in. You know. You put up all your pictures of you knocking down these really untidy overgrown gardens, you know, that are in a big state and you're just getting them back to, a, like, a, a manageable level, you're probably going to keep on getting them sort of calls through, regardless what your business name is. Same as, same as if I was putting pictures up of me doing tour every week or hedges every week, what you'd probably find is that more it would be on more people's minds that marketing effect would kick in and people would get in touch with me more often about that specific type of job. So almost what you need is to have a you need to have your eye on the type of services that you want to be doing. Okay, because if you can do even if you've got no clients for it, if you can for example, if I turn up to a client's house and you know, they've got a nice enough loan and I say, Look, congratulations, it's gonna be same price, but just to let you know, as long as you're happy with me taking photos and content on your loan, um, I'm going to actually upgrade you to a cylinder cutting package. And then let's say I start doing this over a number of weeks, get different content and pictures and the finishes and describing what that package is, even though that client personally isn't paying for it. I might tap into a market out there where people go, Oh, that looks good. You know, I'm like, Oh, Susie, should we, darling, should we give this a try? You know, and if that does happen, you're going to start bringing that sort of thing in. So, Really, what you put out with it is what you what you're gonna get come back to you. So that's why anything that I put out usually, it it won't just be like a rough finish. And it's not like you hear this term of you know an Instagram picture or you know an Instagram lawn versus reality that sort of thing. And it it's not for the reasons of trying to hide what a rough cut looks like or what you know a bad finish might look like. But it's because the photos that you do put out there to potential clients, future clients these are good it's what you want to attract back to yourself and that's why we do it really it's because we want to show that we're doing a good job not just an average job and you know you want them to come back in so they're the two main lawns. i did mention it earlier on your third lawn is the sort of how do i describe these ones they're the awkward lawns. now that's a category in itself and by this it is something that it might be on a very hilly lawn. it's Borderline, something that you need either stream or so. For a great example, one of mine here, so a hilly lawn, it is. I would love to know the actual degree of it, but it is steep, right? So it's on the back end of one of the the towns that's around by me, and it, it goes up to almost a viewpoint. And it's on the back end of that viewpoint, so it's you know, there's lots of woods that are straight off the back of the garden. That's like a it looks like basically a wall, it's that much, you know, that's so, that sort of steep behind them but the garden follows suit and it's it's very hilly and it's awkward so this is another category of lawn and i say about these different moors because the weebang rrp is something like 1350 pounds something like that i picked up mine for about 1100 pound uh thanks to my dealer and you know in the beginning when i first bought that i thought that's my set you know this will knock down absolutely anything it's got such a powerful engine on it with a kawasaki that you know it'll flatten any long area as well as you know cut anywhere the reality of it is it doesn't you know it is a fantastic mower it's a lot of money but it is not the only mower you can have if you've got a wide wide range of different lawns on 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 your plan and if this is you moving into a certain house and you're thinking about you know, what more to get for your garden, don't just stick up on, you know, UK Lawn Care Group or on Instagram and just say, you know, best loan to have, you know, this is my budget, what do you think? You know, there's more context to it. Do you have loads of obstacles? Do you have loads of borders to go around? Is it a nice flat area? Is it a hilly area? You know, what things have you got to play with? Because a hater, harrier, okay, domestic mower, might be fantastic for someone that's got a, f- a flat lawn that is, you know, easy to cut, it's growing healthy, but then you might have person number two that has got a very hilly lawn with trees in the way and they're in and out, you know, there's big dips everywhere, so the roller might get stuck in them, it's kind of hard to move around it, you know, so there's different things here. And on this hilly lawn that I've got, I thought oh wee bang would be great, but because of this, you know, the extent of the hill, I've always used. My old Husqvarna mower, what is a four wheeler, very light, something like twenty eight kilogram, I think it was, and it is a domestic grade mower, and I've always, and it's only sixteen inch cut as well, so it's it's very much on the small side, and for ages, as soon as I upgraded to the Bang I thought I should probably sell this, try and get hundred quid for it, you know, something back. I think the mower cost about two seventy new, and I never, I end up just it's something I never got round to kind of stayed in the shed it would come up with me now and again if you know like I say if I hit these different categories of loans and I never got rid of it luckily enough when I came onto this job and I was mowing this hill as soon as I got to it I was like I I might have to trim this never mind cut it so I was using my uh my Husqvarna mower what then happened after the second visit of being there is that I dropped down into one of the little hidden holes that were in the garden that I forgot about. And there was a, I think it was like, it was like it was basically a sharp rock or whatever uh, sticking out through it. So as I'd done this, I kind of tore the, the bottom plastic. It must have been worn over time. And it, this just sort of finished it off. Either way, I got a big crack down the mower, tried taping it, gluing it, and everything. I've accepted now that I just need a new bag. But at that point, I wasn't able to use that mower. And that was doing that hill absolutely fine although it would semi nearly cut out when the fuel was going over to the air filter side, I believe it is, away from the tank, whatever way it is. And so I thought, right, next visit, I need to get that fixed. Lo and behold, busy as anyone ever is, I never got my spare mower fixed, the Husqvarna. So I thought, right, well, I've got the wee bang with me. I'll just use that. And I took it out there. I'd done two stripes on where you know, the the incline wasn't too bad. Coming back the way as soon as it sort of stepped up a notch, all that would happen is that the mower would slide down the hill. Every time. You know, I tried going straight up and down, but you know, going downhill with a 70 kilogram mower when underfoot isn't very good and it's a little bit wet, you know, <laughs> it it wasn't the way to go. It, it you know, just span, if not anything else. So it'd span on the way up and it was just very hard to control on the way down go and cross the ways, it would just sort of veer off. The whole moor would, you know, stay facing north, let's say, but just slide east. But just because it was so heavy, it was 70 kilogram mower, And it just showed that this was another point where I just, the moor wasn't fit for purpose. Although it is a professional moor, it's a decent mower. it cuts well, it bags well enough. Uh, you know, there's many good things about it, but it just didn't fit this lawn properly. And it's something to think of that if when you go in for at least starting up your job, you know, trying to run this business from the off, it it just might not fit. You know, everyone goes out and they buy that first mower and they try and run it into the ground or use it for as long as they physically can. One thing to keep note of is what are, what are the limitations of this mower? And quite often, if it's a light mower and it you know it's got a fuel engine, it, you know whether it, yeah, basically petrol engine, it's going to do all right through most things and you're going to be able to use it everywhere. But as soon as you get to them heavier ones or you go for a roller on the back, although there's so much money, they limit you to what you can do. So that's kind of like the category three is like these these hilly ones where they're just awkward. And obviously what other ones are coming to that is just lots of trees where you're going to have to be going out and around all the time. For ones where there's a lot of obstacles, for me personally, what's a big one is having good, yeah, speed selection, I suppose, and this is huge for me because going around these mulching circles, you can't just be on a fixed speed and you know and just feather it. For me, I like some sort of easy adjustment where I can just knock it down a peg or two, and that's it. That the speed changes instantly, and now I'm just you know cruising around this mulch circle still getting all the blades of grass. So you've just kind of got to watch what, what you're using with the kit, what you've got. And, you know, you've probably been going long enough and hopefully if you listen to this now and you're out already working, there's going to be a few things twigging and you're going to be like, ah, that's this type of lawn, you know. This is the loan that I, uh, this is the type of lawn that I'm on. So I want to hear it. What other ki- kind of lawns do you think there are? The three that I'm putting out there is your very tidy sort of bottom 5% Really lush kept loans. You've got the ones that are like the standard 70% where they're slightly bumpy. they the average homeowner's garden. They've probably had turf down on at some point and it's all started coming away and dying off. And there's, it's really bumpy uh, to cut on. And then you've got the awkward style where it might be really hilly or lots of obstacles obstacles to go around. But if there's any others that you've been, you've actually been servicing lately or you know you've serviced in the past and you've actually dropped that job, I want to hear about it. So feel free to tag me on Instagram through your stories, through posts, whatever it might be, with your listening to this, list, J Rock and Gordon, and just let me know. You know, if you've got a picture of it, then even better. Add it into the little carousel post. And, you know, I want to hear about it. If you do, I'll reshare it, we'll engage. And what I'll do is I'll read them out next week if they're on there as well. But uh one thing that I actually want to push off on, you know, that's kinda of the content for this episode of the different types of loans, but one thing I, I, I kind of want to try pushing out here, and it was a great sort of campaign pushed out by, well, advised by my girlfriend there, and it was, we've, in the last sort of three, four weeks, we've had different people tagging the account from different locations, so Tenerife was one, we've had people over in Northern Ireland, we've had people Southern Ireland, we've had people in the UK, Wales, you know, I know there's people in America, Sweden, uh, Taiwan even, that listen in from the podcast. Like I, I've mentioned it before, we've got something like 20-something different countries where we have listeners tapped into this podcast. So if you do, in you know, your world's even a whole lot different, you know, your service area is just a whole lot different to how the UK sounds by, the, by all this, then feel free. If you're putting up a story post or anything like that, make sure you tag me. Because even if when you just put it up yourself, I can't see it. So if you tag me, I'll give you a reshare. And hopefully we can have a little chat about about what the type of loans and the type of area that you've been servicing is all about. So yeah, if you can do that, that'll be much appreciated. Same with the reviews. We've been sitting at about 35 five-star reviews now for some time. I'd really like to bump that up. I will be thinking of an incentive at some point soon. And whether it's stickers, hats, something like that just to try and boost them because I know there's so many of you listening that really, if you could take the two minutes of your time to come through and put up a little review there, then it would be massively appreciated. Anyway, that is us for this week's podcast. Thank you very much for joining me. I hope you have a fantastic weekend there. And what I'm going to push out in the next week is a question about future podcasts. You know, these solo ones where I'm just talking. If there's any hot topics that you want sort of talked about, discussed if you want me to bring someone on to maybe even just do it that way then i will go for it but i need your suggestions of you guys and girls that are listening right now so thank you very much for joining me once again have a fantastic weekend i hope the weather stays you know as sunny as it's been i believe that a lot of years have actually had rain in the last week but up here in the north of scotland where i am it has been pretty bone dry so maybe we've got it coming but i am unsure anyway take care and see you next week